Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast, where I provide 30 minutes of tools, tips, and actionable strategies to equip you to develop the mindset that you need to succeed through change. So today's topic, the golden rule does not apply. And I know you're probably asking, what in the world is she talking about? Well, we've all heard about the golden rule, treat others the way you would want to be treated. And that seems like a good way of thinking about the ways in which we interact with people around us, whether it is family, relatives, friends, colleagues, work environment, whatever it is, if you treat people the way you want to be treated, then you are guaranteed to treat others with respect, right? Not so much. In my work, I deal a lot with um, organizations and engagement and learning and leadership. And every single time we start talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, there is this natural tendency for people to say, well, I'm treating them the way I want to be treated. I'm treating them the way I perceive the situation and, and what it warrants. I'm treating them the way I believe that this should go. Well, the problem with treating other people the way you want to be treated is that it centers you and it others them. It doesn't take into account the way they want to be treated. It doesn't take into account what they need. Instead, it's all about you. Well, instead of following the golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated, instead, let's switch that around. And let's say that we are going to treat others the way they need to be treated. And I know you're asking, how in the world am I going to know how other people need to be treated? Isn't it safe if I just say I treat people with respect because I want that? If I, you know, communicate with people the way I want to be communicated with, the way, and, and I treat them the way I feel is necessary in, or, in order to learn the way I believe that they should learn? or they should receive information the way I would want to receive information. The issue with that is that you are ignoring the person in front of you. You are not taking into account what makes them different from you. You're not taking into account their unique uh, tendencies and, and the things that make them who they are. You're not taking into account their past experience. You're not taking into account their learning level. You're not taking into account anything about them because you're basing the way you treat them on you. And so the golden rule does not apply. Throw it out. And instead, let's focus on the person in front of us. I have had so many organizations who ask me over and over again when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and anti-racism, which I'm doing a lot of that change work these days, a lot of people are saying, I'm afraid of making a mistake. I don't want to say the wrong thing. How do, I, how do I create more inclusive communities where everyone feels that they can show up and be their full authentic self? What do I need to do in order for me to feel comfortable in my place of work, in order for me to feel comfortable in my community, in order for me to feel as if I truly matter and I truly belong? 
the golden rule does not apply. You need to treat other people the way they need to be treated. And there's three areas that you need to focus on. One, treat them the way they need to be treated to feel seen. When I talk about feeling seen, I talk about seeing who they really are. Not the, not the stereotypes, not the assumptions, not the things that you think you know, not what you've read in terms of what this group or that group prefers, but looking at this person as an individual, making them feel seen. When you speak to someone who has a disability or is otherwise abled, when you speak to someone who has a different sexual orientation than you, when you speak to someone with a different gender identity than yours, when you speak to someone who comes from a different cultural background or has lived in a different neighborhood or is of a different social economic status or is of a different race or of a different family structure, whatever that person is, whatever they identify with, you treat them the way they need to be treated by seeing them for who they are, not as you believe they are, not as you think they are, not as you want them to be. I am a 50-year-old black woman who grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. I am nowhere near like any other black woman who grew up in Charleston, South Carolina because I'm an individual person. You cannot look at me and say that I am a part of a broader group and therefore you can paint with a broad brush and say that I am exactly like any other black woman that you've ever met. You cannot say that you don't see race when you look at me. You cannot say that I don't see gender. You're just like me. You're one of the guys. You can't say that you don't see the fact that I'm dyslexic. You don't see the things about me that make me who I am because if you do that, You're not seeing me. And this is especially true when we're talking about leaders. This is especially true when we're talking about supervisors and managers. You have to see the person in front of you for who they really are. Make them feel seen. Acknowledge their differences. Celebrate their uniqueness. Don't look at this as being the elephant in the room where, you know what? There's stuff going on right now, but it's going to make me too uncomfortable to address it, so I'm going to act as if it doesn't even exist. Do you know how it feels when someone dismisses you, when someone doesn't even see you, when someone treats you as if a a huge part of your identity doesn't exist? And in this age of people are trying to be more politically correct instead of trying to be more authentic, instead of trying to bridge the gap and seeing people for who they really are, instead of being more accepting of differences and, and, and celebrating the cultural um, intricacies and uniqueness that make us who we are, we're trying to make everybody the same. We're trying to make things more comfortable for us. And hey, there are problems. There are real issues that need to be addressed. And when those problems and real issues need to be addressed, they need to be addressed regardless of how comfortable you are not, (laughs) regardless of how you see this, regardless of how much you don't want to deal with this. So see the person in front of you. Accept them as whole, as their authentic self. Don't penalize them 
for being who they are. If I'm a black woman and I change my hair to different styles and you're curious about it, don't touch it. Don't act as if I'm an, an, I'm an, uh, a, something on display, but don't ignore it either. And if you say something that's a faux pas, apologize. That's all there is to it. It's simple. But see people for who they are. Make them feel seen. The worst thing, one of the worst things that you can do is to make people feel as if they're invisible. That they don't matter. That they do not exist. Everyone wants to feel valued. Everyone wants to feel as if they can show up as they, as they are and not be penalized for it, not be ostracized because of it, not be punished because of who they are. So number one, feel, make them feel seen. Ask them what they need. Talk to them. Look them in the eye. Make them feel as if they are a valuable human being. Number two, make them feel heard. Their voice matters. When they say that something upsets them, believe them. If they say that there is something that is making them uncomfortable, ask them what it is. If they say that something offended them, be mindful of it. Apologize. And don't just dismiss it and say, well, that wasn't my intent, so you shouldn't feel that way. No. Find out how you can be better. Find out how you can learn. Find out what it is that you possibly did to offend this individual person and be more aware in your interactions, in your conversations, in the things that you share and do, and be willing to learn. And when you make someone feel, feel heard, you understand that they're able to express themselves without being gaslit, without being dismissed, without being dis diminished. If I say that I am having a hard time emotionally right now because of everything that's going on with the global pandemic or because of the fact that there is so much that we have to deal with when it comes to police murdering black people or people who are, are, are targeted unjustly because of their race or because of their ethnic background, people who are, who are still systematically dismissed and marginalized, people who are fetish, fetishized, we want to make sure that if someone expresses how they feel, that we take that at face value. We try to empathize. We don't dismiss their feelings. We don't diminish what they, what they feel and, what they, and their perspective just because we didn't mean it that way. Your intent is one thing. Your actual impact is something that you really do have to pay attention to. So, one, make them feel seen. Two, make them feel heard. Their voice matters. They can express themselves without being gaslit or dismissed or diminished. And the, the other part of feeling heard, they have a say in the process and they can contribute to the progress. They're not just there because you have some quota to meet or you're checking some box. They're not there just to take up space. They're there because they're a valued member of your team. They are there because they are qualified. They are there because they are valued. They have something to contribute and you should listen to them. 
So make them feel seen, make them feel heard. And the third component, make them feel valued. They need to be an equal member of the team and the organization. They need to be treated equitably in order to get what they need to belong and to succeed. I said equitably, not necessarily equally, because not everyone needs the same thing in order to get what they need in order to be their best. Yes, when it comes to bottom line equal treatment, it is I am all for that. But you still have to acknowledge the systemic issues and the institutionalized issues that have caused some people and some groups to end up with the short end of the stick. They have not had the same opportunities. And so they're automatically behind the rest of the world or the rest of the groups or other people who've had other privileges because of the fact that they have not had access. That doesn't mean that they are less capable. That doesn't mean that they are unable, unable to be successful. And a lot of a lot of times they're actually successful in spite of the things that they've had to deal with. So when you make people feel valued, you make them feel as if they're not they don't have an asterisk next to their name. They're not an exception. Instead, you belong here. I welcome you. I want you to be successful. I'm going to support you. I'm going to have you contribute and be a valued member of this team. I'm going to listen when you tell me things. I'm going to take your suggestions and give you credit. Not ignore when you make a contribution and then when somebody else says the same thing, gush over them. Make sure that that person feels as if they matter. That their presence is appreciated. That they are a contributing member of the team. Acknowledge their successes. Work with them on things that they need in order to become better. The same things that you do for other members of the team is the same thing that you will do for them based on exactly the way in which they need it done. Make sure that people are no longer the exception, but part of the rule of what's normal and accepted. I don't always want to be the only woman in the room. I don't want to be the only black woman in the room. I don't want to be the only person of color on your team. I don't want to be the only reference point that you have for anything having to do with diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging because you don't have anyone else that you turn to. I don't want to be your go-to, you know, token. (laughs) I don't. Nobody does. We want to belong. We want to feel as if we are we are accepted and we are celebrated for being there just as anyone else. We are a valued member of the team. So when we look at making people feel seen by seeing them for who they are, acknowledging who they are, we make them feel heard by encouraging them to speak up, and we make them feel valued by having them be an equal contributor and an equal member of the team and of the organization. So what does this look like in action? If you are leading a team, if you are a supervisor, if you are a manager, if you have an organization where you are working with people, what does this look like in action? One, contribution 
to work projects, discussions, their ideas are accepted. They're no longer dismissed or diminished or side, you know, or, or sidelined just because they don't quote unquote fit your norm. Two, their differences are celebrated and accepted, not othered or made to feel exotic or made to feel as if they don't belong. You can accept who I am and all of who I am without it being an issue. My choices and my individuality and who I am as a person does not reflect negatively on, your, on you. It does not diminish who you are. Both things can, can exist at the same time. Surprise! And it's not going to do anything to cause you to lose any standing. If you value me and you give me a platform, there's nothing that's going to, it's not going to take away from you. It's not like it's pie. Like there's only a certain amount to go around. Making people feel seen, feel heard, and feel valued is something that everyone deserves. Not just members of quote-unquote minority culture or minority groups. It's everyone. Three, you want to do the basic things. Pronounce my name correctly. Learn about my culture. Make an effort to see who I am. And then finally, accountability, allyship, and advocacy. Speak up. Stand up. Make sure that you are using your position of privilege and your position of power to equip and, and, and amplify the voices of other people who systematically and institutionally have been othered, have been left out of the whole conversation. Use your position of power in a way that helps other people to come along. Advocate for other people. Take account responsibility and, and look at ways to hold your company, your organization accountable for changes that need to happen. Right now, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic over a year later. We are still grappling with issues of social and systemic racism, social justice issues and systemic racism. We are still grappling with institutions that have not come to grips with even realizing and admitting that there are systems in place that benefit one group over another. We are still dealing with the fact that this pandemic has shown a light on disparities across the board. And we can no longer turn a blind eye to the fact that something has to be done. So advocate, but take, but, but make sure that your organization has accountability in all of this. You're no longer going to turn a deaf eye, a, you know, a, a blind eye. You're no longer going to shut people's voices down because you don't want to hear them. You're not, you're no longer going to say, well, this is the way we've always done it. And try to give yourself a pass. That's not what we're doing. Not anymore. Not in this day. Not in this age. The golden rule does not apply. It's not treating people the way you want to be treated. And then shortchanging them on the privilege. And on the power. But instead it's doing what's needed for that person. To make sure that they feel valued. They feel seen. They feel heard. 
to make sure that you are allowing and making a seat at the table. Pull up another chair to make sure that you are speaking up when someone is being othered or marginalized. You are, are taking on the mantle and the responsibility of, of accountability within your organization and saying, we need progress. We need change. What are we going to do about it to get there? How are we going to do things differently? So there are things that you can do. There are ways, I'm sure if you thought about it, there are a lot of different little ways in which you could do better by the people that you work with. So what are you going to actually do? I am huge on application. I don't want you just to listen to this and feel good or listen to this and be convicted and try to figure out how you're going to avoid it. No, I want you to understand. What are you going to do? And key point, in order for you to make any type of change, in order for you to go from the catalyst of the event into the shift of transformation and then to get to that next normal, you need application. So now that I've brought this to your attention, what is one thing that you're going to do in the next two days? What's one thing you're going to do in the next two weeks? What's one thing you're going to do in the next two months? The longest journey begins with the first step. So how are you going to make someone feel seen, feel heard, feel valued? What are you going to do? What does success look like in action? What are you taking on the responsibility and the accountability to do? And then what do you need to learn more about? Where are your gaps in your knowledge? Where are your blind spots? Where are your implicit biases and and subconscious biases that you don't even understand that you have? Go to TED Talks, you know, TED.com. There are a number of talks on diversity and implicit bias and what it means around systemic racism and, and how to build a great team and how to lead. There are tons of talks at your disposal. Do a Google search. Go on to LinkedIn Learning and find experts that are talking about and sharing things. Look up different articles. The Center for Diversity is a great resource. There is an app online called Diversity Pop that gives you articles curated from all of these different sources about all of these different topics when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion. So there's so much at our fingertips. My Cars Academy, your online learning library is going to be launching soon. I'm taking it down and retooling it. There are opportunities by purchasing my book, Equipped for Change, Doing the Deep Work of Transformation, that gives you real-world applicable strategies and tools that are going to help you to change your life. We have an upcoming roundtable series called Equipped for Change, The Ripple Effect, that talks about hands-on applicable best practices and how we're going to bring about change in our organizations and how we're going to bring about change in our lives. There are so many resources available. And one of the new features that I'm going to be debuting in this forum with the podcast is called two things. One is going to be a series about resources and tools and strategies where I am going to talk about specific strategies and resources and tools that you have available to you and ways in which you can use them in your organization. 
There's the executive roundtable where you will, will be able to participate with me in going through addressing certain issues, talking about things from a talent optimization perspective, talking about things from a change leadership perspective, looking at your organization and seeing how you can make this better, identifying ways in which your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey needs to change, needs to be updated, needs to be dusted off, needs to be spearheaded and sparked. There are all of these different things that are coming up that are available to you. Not taking on the responsibility and the accountability to bring about change. There's no excuse for that in this day and time. My podcast is only one of thousands that are out there, maybe millions that are out there that talk to you about ways in which you can become better, that give you tried and true strategies. It's like being invited to lunch and and having an opportunity to pick my brain. Just tune in every week so that you can hear more about ways in which you can become better, ways in which you can change your mindset and master your success. And not only does the golden rule not apply when it comes to, you know, stereotypes, when it comes to voice, when it comes to the way we see people, when it comes to the way we accept people, when it comes to our our teams and our organizations. This is also very, very important when it comes to issues around social justice. This is extremely important when it comes to issues around systemic racism and discrimination. This is incredibly important when you are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because overall, when we look at change, yes, it is a process that begins with an event. But when we look at change, we have to look at change for what it is. It's a catalyst. It's a process. It's something that requires us to look beyond who we think we are, look beyond what we think we know, and be willing to ask the hard questions and do the work to actually be different. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope this has given you some food for thought. Again, I'm Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we equip people to embrace, manage, and lead through change. You are listening to my podcast, Mindset to Mastery, where I provide 30 minutes of tips, strategies, and actionable items that help you to change your mindset and master your success please visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. There, you can purchase autographed copies of my latest book, Equipped for Change, Doing the Deep Work of Transformation, which is part personal story and part application of change theory and change management and change leadership from a truly, truly, truly human and people-based approach. You can sign up for my email newsletter Because you don't want to miss my Equip for Change roundtables that are going to be starting uh, in May, I believe. I will have more information about that. So sign up for my newsletter so that you don't miss anything regarding that. There is also a, um, let's, let's also talk about how I can work with you. And, you know, click on the Let's Talk icon on my website and schedule a 15 minute assessment. So we can talk about ways in which I can come in and 
lead a learning session for your organization or I can come in and talk to you about a strategy and really look at doing an, an assessment and an analysis of your organization and your teams and see what it is that you need and how can we create a journey together of learning and growth so that we can all come out better on the other side. So there are so many things that you can do in order to make yourself better. Number one, you're listening to this podcast. Number two, you're making a commitment to being better and doing better. This is no time to try to fall back on the status quo. This is no time to be wrapped up in our own little comfort levels. This is no time to say that this is the way it's always been done, so that's the way we're always going to do it. We deserve more. The people around us deserve more. What are you going to do in order to be that change agent? Think about it. And then let's talk. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.